Do you need help with your journey following Jesus? Has your Bible reading brought up some interesting questions? Um, I, I need a prayer request. Is I've heard um, pastors talk about you can't get to heaven just with good deeds. I was just wondering what you guys think. Is, the, is there a correlation between the seventh trumpet and Revelations as the last trumpet, or is he talking about some other trumpet? Finally, a place to get answers. We're ready to take your prayer request and answer your Bible questions. Call in at 303-690-3000. Let's join Calvary Live right now. Good afternoon, everyone, and I'm so glad that you've tuned in to Calvary Live. So glad to be with you as well. I'm blessed to be with you. My name is Jeff Figs. I'm the senior pastor at Calvary Chapel Greeley in Northern Colorado, and I am hosting this Tuesday afternoon, the Tuesday after we just all had a wonderful, wonderful weekend. I, I pray that you did. I'm sure that you did because we got to celebrate the resurrection of Jesus Christ and the fact that the tomb is empty. So I pray that you were blessed last weekend, um, that um, as you uh, just uh, would uh, remember and reflect on the account of the crucifixion, the resurrection of Jesus, what has been provided for us, that your hearts were warmed and your hearts were touched once again. I know mine was. I never grow tired of it. And what my prayer is for us as Christians is that the crucifixion of Jesus, the the resurrection of Jesus, that it wouldn't grow mundane in our life, but we would just marvel, even as those women went out from the tomb with fear and with great joy and just awe and wonder at how God has provided forgiveness of sin through his son on the cross of Calvary and how he went and he was like the lamb's lane um, you know, uh, before it shears. And we know that um, he he suffered in ways that we can't possibly imagine. And he did it because of his love for us. And so that we can have atonement and for our sins and forgiveness of sin and, and the hope of eternal life. And we have a living hope now through his resurrection as he validated what he did on the cross. It's a glorious, glorious truth that I pray that we always remember. But we're back on Calvary Live, and I'm here with you on this Tuesday afternoon. Wherever you're listening from, welcome. You're invited to give me a call. Grab one of those open lines early. 303-690-3000 is the call-in number, and that gets you on the air to to be able to ask your questions or to ask for prayer. And so grab one of those open lines early. Love to hear from you. Let me know how Resurrection Weekend went. how the Lord touched your heart, uh, who you were able to minister to. Maybe there's some questions that you have concerning the Bible that you've read or uh, your devotions. We know that as we uh, were looking at uh, the provision of Jesus in his first coming, uh, maybe you got some questions about uh, his second coming when he establishes his kingdom and how we play a part in that as uh, his servants. And and so give me a call, whatever's on your heart, 303-690-3000, call-in number. we got all open lines right now. Usually it's good to grab one of those open lines early because they can tend to fill up. I'd love to hear from you. want to welcome you that are listening on Grace FM Colorado all along the Front Range. We have a beautiful, warm April day today, uh, and uh, we are grateful for the season that we're moving into and uh, so welcome all along the Front Range up into southern Wyoming. I want to welcome those who are listening by Radio by Grace, different stations all around the country. You two are listening on this Tuesday afternoon. You might be evening time where you're at on the East Coast and in the South. And so give me a call at 303-690-3000. 
And then also want to welcome all those who are listening online, wherever you're listening, uh, you know, online, whether it's the Grace FM app or the uh, website, please give me a call. And it, it that number I gave to you will work anywhere in the United States. 303-690-3000 is the call-in number. Got all open lines. This is another way for you to be able to text in a uh, prayer request or ask a question during the show. And that's through a dedicated text line, and that is 720-336-0897. That's for texting only, and uh, you can do so. And as we have time, we will go to the text line, but I'd love to talk to you. want to also just remind those who are listening on Hope FM and Truth FM, uh, so glad you guys have been a part of Calvary Live uh, for a few years now. They're on the East Coast. You are a week delayed. You can call, we'll have our conversation, and then you get to listen to it as it airs on your uh, Christian radio network next week. But I'm with you now, so give me a call. Let's get the phone lines going. 303-690-3000 is the call-in number for you to call and ask your questions and ask for prayer. I want to, as we just uh, finished talking about Resurrection Weekend, again, I pray that you are touched by it once again as we uh, looked at the greatest news ever proclaimed that the tomb is empty. But uh, one of the points that I brought out on um, Sunday was that on the first day of the week when Mary Magdalene went to the tomb early while it was still dark and saw that the stone had been taken away from the tomb. And what I noted was that she went to the tomb and the tomb was empty and she would come to discover the rest of the disciples as well, that um, he had risen from the grave, but she came to the tomb when it was dark. And we do live in dark times, don't we? It may be dark times in your life right now uh, where you're going through trials and difficulties, through loss, you're going through hurt and pain, or as we look at what's going on in um, our communities, in our nation, all the upheaval, all the problems, all the difficulties, it can overwhelm us. It seems like it's getting darker. Um, And then the world... uh, looks like it's at a boiling point, but I want us to remember this always, that we can remember that the tomb is empty, and when the hour is dark, and when it is difficult, and when it is hard, and when we're wondering, the answers are found at the cross and the resurrection of Jesus Christ that gives us a living hope. And remember, folks, that we are ones, that we belong to a kingdom that will last forever, and uh, we have a, a blessed hope before us, And we have a living hope that awaits us. And we have a kingdom that's going to be established forever that we're a part of. So remember this in the darkness. Keep coming to the empty tomb. And remember that uh, what he has provided for us in relationship with the Father, forgiveness of sin, and the hope of eternal life. Hey, we got a couple open lines, please. Give me a call, 303-690-3000. If you need prayer, you need encouragement, you got a question, uh, please give me a call at that number. We've got a couple open lines. Grab one of those open lines early. Text line 720-336-0897. Let's go to Wisconsin up north. Lori on line one. Lori? Yes. Hey, you're on Calvary Live. Hi. I just have a question. Um, I've been reading back and forth in the Bible about when Christ was crucified, the those that died in him, went up with him when he was crucified. And then when Christ comes back, those that died will go first and meet him up in the air before the others. But when we die, 
does our soul go somewhere until Christ returns? Or yeah. are we asleep until Christ returns? I guess that's where I'm confused. Yeah. When Jesus died on the cross, remember he said to the thief on the cross, he said, before the sun is set, you'll be with me in paradise. As that thief threw himself on the mercy of Jesus. Remember me when you come into your kingdom. And so Jesus would escort that thief as, you know, you'll be with me in paradise. And that paradise Ephesians says before he ascended, he first descended to the lower parts to, to, you know, um, to proclaim that he died on the cross. And everyone in the Old Testament, according to Luke chapter 16, that they went to that place called paradise. Um, and the other side was called the place of the unrighteous dead. So Jesus would go there, and as Paul is writing to the church at Ephesus, he kind of explains that. He says, that he who descended is also the one who ascended up far above the heavens. But what does it mean that he first descended in the lower parts of the earth? And he would go there as he ascended on high, he led captivity captive and gave gifts to men. So after that, Jesus then would present his blood to the heavenly tabernacle, and then that chamber called paradise is empty. They were all waiting for Jesus to die on the cross for their sins once and for all. The Old Testament sacrifices wasn't enough. The high priest had to go in and make atonement for the nation on the Day of Atonement you know, every year. Uh, had to keep doing that because it wasn't enough to take away sin. The animal sacrifices, all that. The writer of Hebrews says it, that it wasn't enough until Jesus Christ, the Lamb of God, died for our sins once and for all. So in the Old Testament, in the cross, they were looking forward to it. And then now paradise, those in Abraham's bosom, are up in heaven. The Bible now comes along and tells you and I to be absent from the body is to be present with the Lord. So as a believer, when we take our last breath, when we close our eyes, then we immediately are with the Lord. But then there is the resurrection, and that takes place. And you kind of touched on it a little bit, Lori. That takes place when... uh, Christ comes back for his church in the rapture of the church, and that's when our bodies are going to be resurrected. So the resurrection is um, eternal life in new heavenly bodies. Paul writes about that in 1 Thessalonians 4. He writes about it in 1 Corinthians 15. We shall not all sleep, but we shall be changed in a moment in the twinkling of an eye. He writes about the resurrection, 2 Corinthians chapter 5, where he says to be absent from the bodies, be present with the Lord. So when we die, our soul doesn't sleep, okay? That's the thing to remember. There are those who will come along and they'll you know, teach a false doctrine that our soul sleeps till the rapture of the church or the resurrection. We're immediately with the Lord, but then at the sound of the trumpet, then our bodies, the graves will be opened up, and that's when we'll get our new heavenly bodies. So in the meantime, are our souls there? Are, do we have a temporary body? There's different thoughts on that. But the main thing to remember is that immediately we're in the presence of the Lord when we die, and then we will get our new heavenly bodies at the rapture of the church. Perfect. That's, that's what I, that clears up a lot. Thank you. Yeah, and the thing you got to be careful of, Lori, is— that there's different groups and, and different thoughts that our soul sleeps. Our soul doesn't sleep. And when Paul writes about that we shall not all sleep, 
he, he's talking about the body. He's talking about the resurrection. Our bodies will sleep because I've done a lot of, lot of funerals and grave sites, and we lowered that casket, you know, into the ground. But at the sound of the trumpet, then that body will be raised up. But that person, I can tell everyone with certainty that they're with the Lord right now in his presence. And that's, that's the good news for us. Yeah, that's what I wanted to hear. <laughs> All right, Lori, thanks. Always good to hear from you up north there. All right, thank you. Okay, God bless you. Bye. Uh-huh. 303-690-3000 is the call-in number. Text line 720-336-0897. Again, my name is Jeff Figs at Calvary Chapel Greeley. So good to be with you. It's springtime, and and uh, we're headed towards spring and early summer, and I'm sure you're making plans and uh, excited about the season we're in. It's a season of life. It's a season of growth. It's a season of warmth, and I pray that's taking place with you spiritually. But, you know, if you're feeling um, just down or discouraged or wondering or uh, you just need to be encouraged, please give us a call. We're here to pray with you and minister to you. Love to talk with you. we got an open line. When somebody hangs up, you always know there's an open line. So grab it, and we got plenty of time in the show as we continue through this hour here on Calvary Live. Let's go to Fort Collins, Gavin. Hi, Gavin. Hi. Um, hi, I have a question about the millennial reign. And um, mm-hmm. I guess my question is, uh, like, where does it talk about that in the Bible? And... Um, um, how do we know we're going to be there, and what exactly is it? <laughs> well, Gavin, those are good questions. And, you know, you asked, where is it in the Bible? It's interesting, because I think it was uh, Dr. Dwight Pentecost that uh, I was just reading that made the comment that the millennium reign is the most documented peri- uh, period of time that we have in the Bible that's mentioned. And you can read verses, you can read chapters in the book of Isaiah, in the book of uh, Jeremiah uh, that mentioned the millennium reign. Uh, you have messianic psalms that speak of the millennium reign. Um, in the book of Psalms, all throughout the scriptures, it mentions the millennium reign of Jesus Christ. And let me give you an example of that, um, just so you know that, um, that it's actually mentioned there. And then in the New Testament, it's mentioned as well, particularly when you get to um, chapter 12, of the book of Revelation, it speaks of a thousand-year reign of Christ. And those who are going to be there on earth here, because remember that the tribulation period, that it starts um, when the Antichrist comes on the scene for seven years, then Jesus Christ comes back and he establishes his kingdom, and that starts the millennium reign of Jesus Christ. You can read about it in the book of Ezekiel, and during that time, all those chapters of Ezekiel, chapter 40 through 48, speak of the millennial temple that will be on the scene, um, what's taking place, the, the city of Jerusalem, how the earth is going to blossom, and, and the topography is going to change. There's so many verses, speaking oh. of the millennium reign of Jesus Christ, you'll find it all over the place. But like for Isaiah chapter 2, this is the beginning of Isaiah that it shall come to pass in the latter days that the mountain of the Lord's house shall be established on top of the mountains. It's speaking of that time of Ezekiel when the house of the Lord is there built in the millennium reign. 
and it shall be exalted above the hills, and all the nations shall flow to it. And out of Zion shall go forth the law and the word of the Lord from Jerusalem, and he shall judge between the nations, and they shall beat their swords in the plowshares, and their spears in the pruning hooks, and nation shall not lift up sword against nation, neither shall they learn of war any more. That's just one portion of scripture that talks about the millennium reign. And matter of fact, what I read to you is on the entrance to the United Nations, where they say that um, they shall beat their swords in the plowshares and their spears in the pruning hooks, and nation shall not lift up sword against nation, or nor, nor shall they learn war. That's going to happen in the millennium reign. It's not going to happen before Christ comes back. So there's many verses in the millennium reign of Jesus Christ. Those who are believers at the end of the tribulation period that survived the tribulation period will enter into the millennium reign, and they will repopulate the earth, okay? So Matthew chapter 25, you can read about the judgment of the nations, the sheep and the goats that are going to be separated, okay? So the believers that made it through, and there's also there's a lot of things that are going on, Gavin. There is the restoration of Israel, that um, that all of Israel shall be saved in that day. They recognize that Jesus is their Mashiach, their Messiah. They enter into the millennium reign, and then at the end of the thousand years, we see that the heavens and the earth that we now know will dissolve, and then he creates a new heaven, a new earth, a new Jerusalem. The last two chapters of the Bible, chapters 21 and 22 of the book of Revelation, and that's where all of us will be you know, with the Lord forever and ever and ever. Now, we, the church, Gavin, I believe that we're going to be taken to heaven in what I've already mentioned, in the rapture of the church before the tribulation period. So we're going to be in heaven, and then we will come back with him in the second coming of Jesus Christ, and we will rule and reign with him. So we, the church, as believers, we will be given responsibilities in helping him rule and reign in the millennium reign of Jesus Christ. And that, that's cool to think about that. And, and Jesus speaks of that in the parable of the minas, in the parable of the talents, um, that we know that Revelation speaks of it in that heavenly scene, that, that we will rule and reign with Christ. Um, and it's just a glorious thought that we're going to be given responsibilities um, and we're going to be given tasks to do during the millennium reign. And it's... And, um, it's glorious to think that. So there's a lot going on in the millennium reign of Jesus Christ. Well, cool. Yeah, well, <laughs> so awesome. it is. And there, the that. sad, <laughs> well, yeah, Gavin, and here's the thing. The sad thing is there's a growing trend, or there, you know, in some circles of Christianity, there are those who hold to an all-millennium, you know, perspective or theology that all means no millennium. There's there's no millennium reign of Jesus Christ. I read to you from Isaiah chapter 2 because Isaiah says that it shall come to pass. He didn't say that it might come to pass or it's a possibility or this is all allegories. Like I said, is is you carefully study the scriptures and you continue your journey through the scriptures, there's hundreds of verses on the millennium reign. There's whole chapters on the millennium reign, and to say that it's not going to happen means that you have to dismiss those verses or make mm-hmm. it an allegory or symbolic. And every scripture concerning Jesus' first coming came back, you know, was fulfilled um, literally, um, every dot and tittle of it. 
So I have confidence that everything that speaks about his second coming and his kingdom being established is going to be fulfilled as well. So look forward to it. And what you do for Christ, listen, Gavin, right now, and this is for all of us, and this is my desire for all of us to know, live for Christ, because what we do for Christ is going to have those implications of how we're going to serve and, and rule and reign with him in in eternity and in the millennium reign of Jesus Christ. And, and that's why we will all stand before the judgment seat of Christ, that is the Bema reward seat of Christ, and we're going to be judged what we've done in the body, whether good or bad. And, and you know, that's the thing, that what we do for Christ is what's going to last and um, and live for eternity. And that's all over the New Testament, the words of Jesus and of the, the New Testament writers. So we got a lot to look forward to. Amen. Thank you. All right. Appreciate Thanks for it. calling, Gavin. You keep reading scriptures. You got any more questions, call back, okay? Okay, thank you. Have a good day. You, you too. Hey, 303-690-3000. So you got an open line. If you've been trying to call and they've been full, go ahead, grab that open line. we got plenty of time in the show. Text line 720-336-0897 is the text line. And uh, so I'd love to hear from you. We're going to go east from where I am, out in Morgan County, Fort Morgan. Alex on line three. Hey, Alex. Yeah, hi. How's it going? Good. Can you hear us out there, Claire? Oh, yeah. Uh, I turned my radio off, but uh, so I hear you on the phone fine. <laughs> um, <laughs> Good. So I was I was reading some friend stuff about uh, Rahab. Uh, it's from an author. I think it's Steve Quayle. It's like he's a big in that Genesis 6 giant stuff and, you know, genetic modification and all the stuff that people don't agree a lot on. Um, but he has a yeah. he had a deal. Where it's like Job twenty six twelve. It says God didn't something when He shattered Rahab. What is? Uh, have you pondered that ever? Well, I've taught through Job, and I'd have to look at it. It's been a while. But what's twenty six twelve? He stirs up the sea with His power, and by His understanding, He breaks up the storm. Is that? Is that the verse? Uh, I think that's the first part of it. Yeah, and then something that says. Uh, uh, how, uh, let's see, 2612. Well, he, um, he goes, he goes on the face of the waters, the body between light yeah. This is the ESV, the pillars of heaven tremble and sound his rebuke. By his power, right. he's still deceived. By his understanding, he shattered Rahab. Um, and so this guy said something to do with an asteroid belt out between Jupiter and Saturn or something. That was supposedly a planet where, like, Satan had been banished to, and then after something happened, now I don't know where all this is coming from. Like I said, but um, yeah. all the all the stuff that the reading between the lines, um, so it doesn't yeah. say that. But well, I when think I googled it, we're, yeah, did you Google it? So a while back, yeah, <laughs> I don't remember what it said. It just it kind of poo pooed it all. But in my mind, I mean, that yeah, it's tar- Here, you know, before the... that it says, you know, pillars of the heavens, and then it starts so to to go from pillars of heaven back to a person. I don't know. Anyways. Well, I think he, he's, you know, in this chapter, he's just talking about God's majesty. He talks about, he's actually saying how the, the, the earth is circular. He drew a circular horizon on the face of the waters, you know, which is amazing right there. But here's the thing about, 
you know, when you get guys that begin to speculate and there's this planet and this, <laughs> you know, they're, they're going outside the boundaries of scripture and, you know, you can, you can get into those speculations and stuff. And I always tell people just stick to the scriptures and, you know, is there, you know, the scriptures does not specifically that I know of that says that Satan was banished to a, a planet because he's the God of this world and he's here. And remember in Job chapter one, that in that heavenly scene, that that as he's before God, that God says, you know, what you what have you been doing, you know, Satan? And Satan says, I've been going to and fro across the whole earth. So he's here. He's not on some planet Rahab or whatever. And so he's here. He's the prince of the power of the air. And he is one that, um, that you know, is the, you know, harassing us. And he's going to, you know, continue um, you know, in his in his presence here, till God deals with them. But, but those are those are outside speculations. I tell people, you know what? Just read your Bible and and follow what your Bible has to say and line it up with your Bible. And if it doesn't line up, you can really take it and dismiss it. And you know, a lot of speculations and things like that that can happen. And you know, sometimes we have a little bit of liberty of doing that. But there there are those who like to write books and come up with all kinds of different things and. And um, I just, I just like to stick to the Word of God. Sure, sure, yeah, that makes sense. Um, yeah, I don't. It got more, it got more interesting, or more whatever, because then he was saying something about some mirrors in Antarctica, you know, um, mm-hmm. and they got into like Al Gore going down there on a, uh, you know, yeah. I don't know, but uh, it's but, interesting. But, but like you said, it's not. You're not going to back it up not with the, anything, so. Or, right. And and the thing, Alex, to remember is this, is that, you, you know, it's interesting that those things can be and capture people's imaginations, that they can take up a lot of time. And, you know, I only have so much time that I have to, you know, really read and listen. I mean, there's YouTubes by the billions out there that can really pull us away into conspiracy things and all these other things. And I tell people, you know, it's so important every single day that you just take your Bible and the weather's getting warm, you know, go take a walk, open up your Bible and just read your Bible and be in the scriptures every single day and, um, and you know, line everything up with the scriptures and test the spirits to see if they are God, because there's a lot of false things out there. And that's where you're going to be refreshed and renewed and you're going to be blessed. So that's that's what... I hope that we all say that's the priority, just keeping in the scriptures from Genesis to Revelation and allowing the Lord to speak to us in that way. So, hey, thanks, Alex. Wish I had more, but I don't I don't listen to the guy, so. <laughs> no, you're good. I appreciate it. Hey, that little one you got there, uh, it's always precious to hear the little voices. Oh, yeah, she's so sweet. She's she's yelling at the chickens, I think. <laughs> <laughs> You you guys have a great time out there in Fort Morgan Springs here. Oh yeah, I know. It's yep, we're getting into okay. green season instead of brown season. It's going to be great. <laughs> yeah, if we get some moisture. God bless you. Thanks for calling. Likewise. Mm-hmm. Bye. Ah, the voice of little ones. Is, I, I you know it doesn't bother me at all when I hear kids in the background, and it's a blessing. You know, the kids are a blessing of of the Lord. And uh, always great to hear them. Hey, we got a minute to break, and so we got an open line, I believe. And so, Mike and Francis, I hope you hang on. 
and we're going to go to um, the phone lines when the break is over. Uh, but I just want to encourage you, this last call, um, you know, there's a lot of, lot, a lot of information, a lot of interesting things out there and, you know, can really grab our attentions. But I just want to, and I think most of us know, um, that keep in the scriptures and keep, you know, your bearings in the scripture to guide us in truth. Because I think we're going to just see more of it. I think we're just going to see more sensationalism and, you know, conspiracies and things like that. Hey, you know, read the scriptures, the truth of God's word for comfort, edification, and exhortation. We'll be right back on an open line, 303-690-3000. I'll see you on the other side of the break. Welcome back to Calvary Live. Give us a call at 303-690-3000 or text us at 720-336-0897. Let's join Calvary Live right now. Welcome back to the second half of Calvary Live. Jeff Biggs of Calvary Chapel in Greeley, Colorado with you on this Tuesday afternoon. Pray you're doing well wherever you're listening from, from four corners of the country. We may even have some international listeners that are listening on the website at Grace FM. So glad that you guys have joined us as well. Uh, Blessed to be a part of your lives, to be able to just talk about the Lord and the Bible. And we are tremendously blessed to have this program. There's a lot of talk shows out there and and, um, you can benefit from them in different ways. But to be able to talk about the Word of God and the Lord Himself and to be able to pray for one another is such a tremendous blessing. So I invite you, give me a call. we got a, uh, a um, open line, I believe, 303-690-3000 is the call-in number. We're going to go to the phone lines in just a minute. Text line 720-336-0897. Just a quick announcement here. Um, we're going to get back the last couple of weeks during Holy Week, Palm Sunday and a Resurrection Sunday. Uh, we were um, looking at the account of Jesus' triumphal entry, uh, Good Friday is crucifixion, resurrection weekend. But now we're going to go back and, and get back into our study of Daniel. And uh, it's an incredible study. And so you can listen to it anywhere, really, in the country where you're at. Uh, we've had people listening from all over the country. You can listen on live stream, Calvary Chapel Greeley. Greeley is G-R-E-E-L-E-Y dot org, O-R-G. Uh, we have a 9.30 service and an 11.30 service that we live stream the services. Um, at, we have three morning services, one at 8, but I believe 9.30 and 11 is the two services we live stream. So you can get on our website and listen to it live or Facebook Live, Calvary Chapel Greeley. And uh, you can also pull up the archives in our teaching library. And uh, you can listen to those studies, but incredible study. As we're going to finish Chapter 5 this Sunday, then chapter 6, and then we'll get into the prophecies of Daniel. And uh, so you'll benefit greatly. For those of you in northern Colorado, we welcome you to come join us uh, for that study in Daniel. And we're easy to find. Check us out on our website where we're at, calvarychapelgreeley.org, and then 8, 9, 30, 11 o'clock. And uh, we have children's ministry for all three services, middle schoolers, that meet uh, at 9.30 and 11. We've got a lot of things going on during the week, so come check us out. Love to meet you. Serve your family any way that we can. So just wanted to to announce that very quickly. We got an open line, I believe, 
And so um, love to talk with you. Grab one of those open lines. Let's go to Hot Springs, Arkansas. Mike? Yes. How are you? I'm doing good. How about yourself? I'm doing good. Thanks for calling Calvary Live. Um, my question is, I know God made Adam and Eve, and then when they got kicked out of the garden and they had Cain and Abel, and then uh, one of the brothers killed the other and got the mark and was sent out. He got the mark so nobody else would kill him, and he was sent out mm-hmm. to other villages. I just was wondering where them other villages came from. I yeah, mean, did, so, did you know when when uh, did God make other people, or did Adam and Eve have a bunch of kids that it didn't mention? I mean, I know they they had some in between, had some in between Cain and Abel and Seth, but it doesn't. Yeah. You know, the way I read it, there there really wasn't no other kids. I don't know. I just just don't know where the villages came from. Yeah, Mike, you're making a lot of sense. You're asking good questions because that's what people are asking. You know, it was Adam and Eve. We know they were the first man and woman. They had Cain and Abel. And then uh, from there, you know, here's the thing to remember, a couple thoughts that might help, is that, number one, that uh, Adam and Eve lived for hundreds of years. This is before the flood. So there was, um, you know, um, there was um, many, many years they could have children. So they could have had uh, lots of children um, that were on the scene. So obviously, people ask, where did, you know, Cain, Abel, where did they get their wives? Well, they married their sisters, and, and the blood pool, the gene pool was very pure at that time. So they were able to populate there, and the world population may have spread very, very quickly. Um, matter of fact, when it came to the flood, they believed there was maybe a couple billion people already on the earth because they lived so long. So there's no record. I think the question that you're asking, that God made Cain and Abel, and then he made another group of people. Everybody came. Everybody's a descendant of Adam, Okay. So that's what we know, and we know that the world populated. It would begin with them, with their children. They populated, and and it went from there, and I think it probably populated very, very quickly. But, Mike, one of the things that you could probably get more specific um, you know, uh, answers to those questions that you're asking is a website that's called Answers in Genesis, and Dr. Ken Ham is an incredible ministry, and they got many, many articles answering these very specific questions. But there's, I think what you're asking is, was there another civilization that God had created that was out there, and that's where he went? Everyone that we know is a descendant of Adam, and that's important in the gospel message because Romans chapter 5 declares to us that through Adam, man sinned. Sin came through Adam. Because of Adam, you and I are born with the sin nature, all of us. So Jesus came and died for the, for us. So there wasn't another civilization. Um, there wasn't aliens. There wasn't any of those things. They all were descendants of Adam, and um, I think the world populated very quickly at that time. Okay. All right. Well, that makes sense. I just I just didn't I yeah. just didn't know. You know, I, I didn't read it in the Bible. 
I didn't read it in my study Bible, and you know, I just, I just wasn't sure. Um, I know that yeah. there's, yeah, you know, I've, I've yeah, talked to some question. other people about it, and I've talked to a, a pastor about it, and and his answer was, "This is what I, this is what the Bible says," and there ain't no sense in looking <laughs> any further. You know, yeah, it, good it, for it, him. <laughs> but you know, there are those good articles. You know, um, Mike, answers in Genesis, and I love that ministry because, particularly for young people, you know, they they're asking these questions, and you know, concerning you know the creation story, the creation account, Adam and Eve is it just fairy tale, and they're able to give very very good answers. Uh, and, and, you know, creation science, and I think that's important. And so that's a good resource that you might look at to, you know, just kind of help you go through this, and it's a great resource for me. So, But those are good questions, and I think that we should ask those questions, and the Bible has the answer for us. Well, I, I want to thank you for that that young thing, because I'm 60-something years old, so uh, <laughs> yeah, uh, that, being called young at that age, I appreciate it. <laughs> Well, I'm in my 60s now, so that doesn't sound so old, right? <laughs> no, no, no. It's, uh, I used to look yeah. at people in their 30s and their 40s and their 50s, and now I look at people either got dark hair or they got gray hair. <laughs> so, well, uh, we still anyway. got we we still got some bark in us, don't we? So, <laughs> oh yeah, I, I still fish and hunt and and good for you, and everything else. I, you know, I'm gonna yeah. keep doing it till my till my toes point up upwards and. Well, someday, in the next, someday I'm going to get get out there to Arkansas, and and then I'll move on to the next caller. But I'm going to get to that White River that I hear about, and um, I hear you got a beautiful state. So, hey, Mike, keep reading scriptures. You know, keep keep going. Okay. All right, I appreciate it. All right, Mike. God bless you. Good talking with you. All right. Always good to chat for a minute. So talk to people of different parts of the country. I hear Arkansas is very beautiful, and and uh, appreciate you guys that are calling from Radio by Grace in the South. Uh, I I guess I just got kind of a little bit of a uh, more of an interest in the South because my daughter's in Florida, and for the first time, really drove her and took her through, you know, parts of where Calvary Live is on through Chattanooga, through um, you know Atlanta. Uh, we're on in Florida, all through the South, Arkansas, Texas, Mobile, Alabama. Um, it's just it's a privilege to be a part of you guys' lives and to hear you guys um, in your voices and stuff. Well, let's continue on. Let's go to Francis in Colorado Springs. Francis? Hi. Hi. You're on Calvary Live. Hi. I was just calling because I had a question. It says in the Bible that God forgives all sin. Mm-hmm. Um, and I know that you have to repent, but what about the people that have committed murder and you know, vicious murder? Uh-huh. You know who committed murder? Can you name two people in the Bible that committed murder? Um, it was, um, you put me Old on the Old Testament, spot. Moses. Uh, yes. And then Paul, Paul the Apostle. Oh, and you Paul. see... Yeah, and that's the thing that sometimes people will say, well, you know, how can God forgive murder? He does, and it's a terrible sin. But right. Paul, you know, he would write that I was a waster of the church. 
And matter of fact, the first martyr that is recorded in the uh, book of Acts, first Christian martyred, is Stephen. And you know who was holding the coats, kind of given the permission, overseeing the stoning, was this young man, a Pharisee of Pharisees, Saul of Tarsus, that later on was known as Paul the Apostle. And I think that Paul, that it really, you know, he, he expresses, I was a violent man, I was an insolent man. He was throwing Christians in jail. He had a real heart for the heart, you know, uh, for the church in Jerusalem. And every time he went there, I'm sure his heart sank and his heart was uh, pressed because, you know, he persecuted the Christians very, very heavily there. So, and I think that's one of the reasons why Paul was such a champion of grace, that he just marveled that God would forgive him and use him. Um, and he never forgot from where he came from. He never forgot that, that you know, that he was a waster of the church, an insolent man, as he would write. But I want to remind you also of what Paul would write as well, because he knew that he was forgiven. He knew the cross of Christ had provided that forgiveness of sin. And he that's why he, again, was a champion of grace, uh, because he just marveled at that God would forgive him. And he says, Brethren, I do not count myself to have apprehend, but one thing I do, forgetting those things which are behind and reaching forward to those things which are ahead. I pray pressed towards the goal, the prize of the upward call of God in Christ Jesus. He said, I'm not going to let those things hinder me from moving forward in what God has for me. Being forgiven of sin, Francis, is the most powerful, incredible thing that we have. It's the greatest need of any man or any woman. But what the blood of Jesus Christ does is cleansing us from all of our sins. If we confess our sins, he's faithful and just to forgive us our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. That's how powerful the blood of Jesus Christ is. Isn't that incredible? It's, it is incredible, but I just think of these people that have um, have killed children and that have raped them and abused them, and it's really hard for me to forgive because somebody very close to my life was abused over and over and over and yeah. over again by her brother and then when he died i'm supposed to forgive him and it's like i i have a hard time forgiving yeah and francis certainly that you know we here listening we understand those feelings we understand those things we see the evil in the world we know people that evil has come to them and when god tells us and gives the imperative that we're to forgive others it's not condoning what they did it's not just saying well no big deal it's it, it's not seeing the ugliness of that sin what it means is it's not saying it's okay and they can keep sinning and whatever what it's saying is i am making a choice to forgive because i don't want that person to have power over me and i don't want that yeah. situation to have power over me and that's why we need to give it to the Lord. And that's why the Lord says, vengeance is mine, saith the Lord. And what he's saying in that is, don't you mess with it because you can't handle it. I know I can't handle it. And listen, Francis, right. I understand. I see things, and, and it makes me angry. There's a righteous anger that is there. But i got to give it to the Lord. And people that have hurt me, and I've never gone through that, 
you know, the, the, the deep evil that you've described or, you know, with one of my kids or anything, but it is hard and it's the hardest thing that God's called us to do. And it's something that I can't do in my own ability that I have to go to him over and over again. But it's not, it's not, you know, overlooking what somebody has, has done. It's not continuing to be a doormat for somebody to keep hurting you. It's making that decision that I'm going to forgive. And here's the thing to remember, too, that God is a just God. We have the incredible grace of God, but he is just, and he knows those who truly have come and repented and turned to him, and the blood of Jesus Christ cleanses them. And there are those who have that testimony that just marvel at the grace of God. So, But he is just. He's perfectly just. And here's the other thing, Francis, that we need to remember. In the book of Revelation, in chapter 19, when it tells us, that we're all going to be together and we're going to say, righteous and true are your judgments, O Lord. We're all going to say, righteous and true are your decisions, are your judgment. We're not going to go, how come they, and why did, you know, that they get away with this? No one's getting away with anything. He's the one that judges perfectly and righteously and graciously, and and, um, we can leave it in his hands. And and um, and that's where I choose to leave it. That makes me feel much better. Thank you so much. You are welcome so much, Francis. Weighing that hev- heavily on my heart, so I just had to yeah. find out. Yeah. Can I pray for you real quick? Please. I just pray for Francis, Lord. These are all things that we all struggle with, but can weigh on our hearts, and when we see people hurt and and really hurt deeply. Um, the evil, the darkness. But Lord, we know that um, you are perfectly just. We also know you're merciful and gracious to those who come to you and and repent and ask for forgiveness. So Lord, when it comes to forgiving ourselves, that is something we can't do in our own energy, but it's a choice that we make. Um, and Lord, we just, we need you in everything in, in that area, which is probably one of the most difficult things that you've called us to do. But Lord, we can trust you that that you will judge perfectly and righteous and true are your judgments. Be with Frances. Just bless her. Give her peace and the comfort she needs right now. In Jesus' name, amen. amen. Blessings. Thank you. Thank you for calling. Appreciate it. I appreciate all you do. Thank you so much. You bet, Frances. 303-690-3000, the call-in number, text line 720-336-0897. Let's go to Fort Lauderdale, Florida, Victor. Hi, Victor. Hi, how are you doing? Good, how are you? I'm doing good. Good, I'm enjoying your show. I have two questions, if you can get to both of them, please. Okay, okay, go ahead. The first one, um, you, you opened up the program about the thief um, and that was crucified with Christ. Right. I, I was going through my scriptures more than once, Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. And I think it's Luke, but one of the, um, the writers did not mention anything about the two thieves. So these leave three. Out of the three, one mentioned that he asked for forgiveness. Many um, asked Christ to save himself and save him, and the other one rebuke him. But the other two mentioned that both teeth curse Christ. Um, can you comment on that? Yeah, and it's good observation that you're making because sometimes in the Bible, 
you know, it seems like you got two different accounts. And I think you're right. There's two of them that say that one, they were um, a thief on the left and on the right. They both reviled him. And um, and then we have the account of um, the one who um, was Mm -hmm. said, you know, forgive me, um, you know, remember me when you come into your kingdom. And I kept thinking mm -hmm. it was... Luke, but you're right. It's not in Luke. Um, and so anyway, we do have that other account, and um, now it's bugging me, so sorry about that. I was just looking for it. But anyway, um, what happens is the Bible sometimes will complement. They really complement each other. It seems to indicate to us that initially that they both were reviling him. So we know that that's what the Bible declares. And then over time, that the one, uh, for some reason, um, he, uh, by the grace of God, um, I think he looked into the eyes of love that were next to him, and he threw himself on the mercy of Jesus. So apparently what it seems like is that initially they both were reviling him, and then the other one said, no, no, this isn't right. Yeah, and he turned and he said, remember me, you know, when you come into your kingdom. Which, you know, really, when you think about it, Victor, you know, what was going on at the cross is what's happening even today. You know, how Mm -hmm. many people revile the Lord, and then they come and and they end up being drawn to him by the Holy Spirit, and they throw themselves on the mercy of the Lord and say, remember me when you come into your kingdom. It's kind of like even at the cross, it's recorded that— um, same kind of uh, parallels that it says that the Roman soldiers mocked him, but yes. we have the centurion that recognized that truly this is the Son of God. Well, so, Son of God, yes. Yeah, so it complement each other. So you had another one? Yes. My, this other one is a little technical for me. Now, Jesus said he will be in the grave for three days. Three days. That's 12 hours of sunlight and 12 hours of darkness for each day, three days. And he was put in the tomb on Friday evening. And if you check it from Friday evening to Sunday morning resurrection, you cannot get three days. So could you explain that? Yeah, and that's a good question, too. Did, you know, the debate is, did Jesus die on Friday? You know, how do you get three days of Sunday? you got to remember these are Jewish days. So one explanation is this, is that he was put in the grave. The days start from sunset to sunset, okay? That's the Jewish day. So if you put Jesus in the tomb before sunset, any time before sunset, that's one day. They count it as one day. And then Saturday would be two, and then Sunday would be three. There's some translations that say, Jesus said, I will rise on the third day. There are others that believe that Jesus actually died on Thursday. And I think the reason they do that, yeah, because Jesus said, when they asked for a sign, they, Jesus said, no sign will be given to you, except just as Jonah was, what, three days and three nights in the, the belly of a large fish, so shall the Son of Man be three days and three nights in the heart of the earth. So some believe that it was Thursday. You get Thursday, Friday, Saturday, three nights, and then you get the three days that you get there. Yeah. So 
you know, that's the other explanation. There are others even that believe that he died on Wednesday when you look at the Sabbath and the, you know, all that stuff. And I think that it's hard to get the timeline of everything that happened during Passover. The main thing is he did die. So the explanation for Friday is that that Friday before the sunset, that that counted as part of a day. Okay. All right. Yes, thank you. Like you said, the most important thing is he did die yes. and he did rose from the grave and he did it for us all. That's the most important thing. Amen. Amen. God bless you. <laughs> Appreciate it. All right, Victor. Thank so you. glad to hear thank from you. Thank you very much. You bet. So glad to hear from you guys in Florida. Always love to hear you guys out there. All right. We got a couple minutes left. Let's go to Melissa in Tennessee. Hi, this is Melissa. I'm, how are you, Melissa? I'm good. I know I call a lot, but I have a lot of questions. <laughs> you know what? Um, you, it's okay. You keep calling, and you keep asking, okay. and we'll do our best to answer them. Okay, thank Go you. Ahead. I'll just try to call once a week. Um, so in Deuteronomy, it says, God says, if you don't do my laws, my statutes, and my commandments, I'm going to curse you. And one of the curses was inflammation and some diseases that are some things that you can't be healed from. Well, I have inflammation fibromyalgia is full of inflammation, and I haven't always been a Christian. I was a Christian when I was little, but I was, I was turned away from God there for a little while. But now I'm a Christian, and I was wondering if I've been cursed with that. Even though I know I've been saved and I'm going to go to heaven, I, I feel like I've been cursed with that, but I just have to deal with it because, you know, I've turned away from God. What do you think about that? And also, I have another question. You know what, Melissa? You are forgiven. And I think what you're reading is from a portion. Are you reading from the book of Deuteronomy? Yes. And that that was, you know, the covenant that God had made with the children of Israel. There was the curses. There was the blessings. He made a covenant with them and said, if you follow after me, I'll bless you. If you don't follow after me, the, these are the curses that are going to come. You and I in Christ are forgiven. And there are those who come along and they'll they'll come up with these generational curses or you've been cursed because you— you know, said something bad about God before you were saved. Listen, put it all under the blood of Jesus Christ. He came to take the curse away, all right? Matter of fact, the Bible says that he became a curse for you and for me. You belong to the Lord. You are not cursed. You're forgiven. You are forgiven, Melissa, and live in that. And don't let anybody come along and say, well, you know, you— blasphemed God before you were saved, and now you're cursed, and now you're sick. That's a bunch of baloney. You are forgiven. Now, why you're sick, I don't know, but we all have tribulation, and, and you know, tribulation comes to all of us, and it rains on the just and the unjust, but you have a loving Father who loves you, who cares for you. You don't have to be afraid, as Roman 8 says, because you have the spirit of adoption, and you can cry out, Abba, Father, Papa, because you have relationship with him and you belong to him. You're not cursed. You're blessed. You keep looking to him, walking with him. Okay. Um, and also I have this tattoo on me that I got when I wasn't a Christian and it's a scorpion from, you know, the, from the, I guess, from astrology, I guess is from that because I was a uh-huh. Scorpio or whatever. But I feel like I'm a Christian now and this, Scorpio here has no power over me. I don't want it no. on there, but it is, and I can't take it off. What do you think yeah. about that? 
No, it doesn't have any power over you. You have the Holy Spirit of God in you, you know, and they're, you know, they're people before Christ. They have, you know, whatever is in their life, and you have happen to have a tattoo, and, you know, the tattoo is nothing. You have Christ in you, so it's not this curse on you, and, um, and you know, you just live in the grace of, in the love of Christ and keep moving forward in Christ. And, you know, sometimes, here's the thing, Melissa, that some people that they're so worried, they picture God as this mean old man up in heaven with the lightning bolt, you know, ready to zap you if you get out of line. You know, don't picture him that way. In the upper room, when Jesus, you know, was there with his disciples, they said, show us the Father that it may suffice us. And Jesus said, ah, if you've seen me, you've seen the Father. You know, his grace and his love for you. You know, it's not about tattoos or what you did before you came to Christ. Put that all under the blood of Jesus Christ, and you move forward in his love, and you're not cursed. You're his child, okay? And you keep growing in with him and knowing him and loving him, and you're going to see that the Lord's just going to continue to grow your heart and comfort your heart. But listen, I want to pray for you before we go off the air real quick for your for, you know, what you're going through. And Lord, I do pray for Melissa. I just pray for what she's going through, a lot of pain right now. I pray for healing. I pray for comfort and that she would just grow in your grace and in your love. And it's in Jesus' name that we pray. Amen. Melissa, thanks. You call back anytime. Okay. All right. Thank you. Bye. Okay. Sorry, James. Weren't able to get to you, but I'll be back. You know, and Calvary Live will be back. And so give us a call back at this time. Thank you, everybody that's called. Had a great show. Talk to you next time. You've been listening to Calvary Live. Tune in next time for prayer and God's word.